What is going on? The White Sox just went from a wild card team to a division contender team, and now the Blue Jays are going from a wild card contending team to a division contending team. Okay, that's it, man. But it finally, the offseason is finally getting heated. Welcome to 52 Weeks of MLB Baseball. My name is Ian Young, and in this podcast, we will be talking about all 52 weeks of MLB baseball for the 2021 year. Today, we're going to be talking about the past week for week three. We're already on our third episode, so thank you to all my supporters and all the people who listen. Thank you for listening in and keep tuning in for the next 49 weeks. All right, well then, finally can kick it off here. Wow. I mean, the Blue Jays, it's been the headline of the entire week. The Blue Jays have just did what the White Sox did, like, last week. I mean, I don't know what's going on now, but the offseason is finally starting to heat up. I was hoping that they would. I was hoping that they would just... I was hoping they'd get some news. And they finally are heating up, and now I get to tell you some news. So start off at the beginning of the weekend. Ha! I was right. If you had to take a chance, Corey Kluber, you had to sign him to a one-year deal. And guess what the Yankees did? They go out. The New York Yankees go out and sign Corey Kluber to a one-year deal worth $11 million. I was right. Okay, I told you last time that if anybody was going to sign Kluber, it had to be for probably one year. Maybe $18 million, I thought. Nope, he goes for $11 million. I was about seven off, but that's all right. So one year, $11 million, a former Cy Young winner. I think the Yankees are getting a pretty good guy in him. He could, he could, he's got a lot of pitch types. He can throw the ball well. Now, again, he has been coming back from surgery. He might not be the same. He hasn't pitched a full major league season in two years. So it could be just a little bit interesting. So Yankees eat Kluber. They're going to add him into that rotation. I've had heard some rumors that they are trying to pursue Luis Castillo from the Cincinnati Reds, but Nick Crawl has said, the general manager Nick Crawl for the Reds has said that is, that's fake. It's, yeah, no. Um, which I hope is so too because I'm a Reds fan, but not going to talk about that. Moving on now, and first big, I don't know if y'all would call it big deal, but I've heard, I guess first news headline I don't even know if I'd call it headline. First news for the Toronto Blue Jays, they sign Tyler Chatwood to a one-year deal worth $3 million with the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, if you don't remember Tyler Chatwood, he was with the Colorado Rockies and the Chicago Cubs. He was pretty good with the Rockies before he was traded to the Cubs. I mean, he was like, he had that glimpse of being an ace and kind of getting into that rhythm of possibly being an ace. Really didn't pan out with the Cubs. He had maybe one good season, and that was it. I mean, he went to the bullpen. He was probably one of your fifth starters. I think he actually went down to AAA once, but he was still okay. He was still pretty good. He signs a one-year deal, $3 million, with the Toronto Blue Jays, and that was just the beginning of what's going to come next for the Blue Jays. And 
Chatwood signing that deal, uh, I mean, I know the Blue Jays, um, they lost a lot of guys from their starting rotation last year. They're hoping to rebuild it again. And if they want to rebuild it again, I mean, you might want to go after someone bigger, maybe like Trevor Bauer, possibly. I'm That's high out there, though, because he's, yeah, he's like, he, he's in the top tier for rotations. He's in the top tier for rotation, or for starters, starting pitchers right now. But... If I would have to go over after anybody, I'd probably say James Paxton or Masahiro Tanaka for them. Paxton, he's come Paxton why? Because he's coming back to his home home nation. You know, he's hopefully gonna try to get into a groove where he can possibly be good. I mean, he might be nervous because he's in his home nation when it's pitched pitch for, you know, his home team. But bring him back there probably be good. He has been a pretty good pitcher. He's been solid recently. So I would say to go after him. Masahiro Tanaka, though, there's been rumors he might go back to Japan. No one's given him offers at all. So that also it might be the case for Tanaka, just to probably go to, back to Japan. All right, that was Tyler Chatwood to the Blue Jays. Moving on, John Lester, the former Chicago Cub and Boston Red Sox, Oakland Athletic, I mean, I can name, name them. Signs a one-year deal, I don't know how much it's worth, with the Washington Nationals. The Nationals, the last biggest thing they've done is the Kyle Schwerber signing. And before that, that was ju- it was the Josh Bell trade. Signing John Lester, I think, is a I think it's pretty good. I think he might be an influential piece in that young starting rotation they have. I mean, they got Max Scherzer, they got Steven Strasburg, they got Patrick Corbin, but they also got guys coming up that can be really good, that are young and can be really good. I think that might be a little bit influential for the young pitchers to have John Lester there. He's 37 years old. He's been around the league for a while now. With pitch with the Red Sox in his rookie year in 2007, I I think that's a good choice for the Nationals to sign a one-year deal. Um, again, it's kind of like Corey Kluber. You don't want to risk it, sign him like six years, and with Lester being 37, they sign a one-year deal. That's a good that's a good deal for me. Lester has been up and down. He was pretty good back with the Cubs when they won the championship in 2016. He kind of then fell off the table and just kept decreasing then. I don't know if it was old age, if it was just something happening. I don't know. But he just was not the elite pitcher that he was a couple years ago. So Lester, going to the Nationals, good signing for the Nationals, I think. Moving on the week. Wow. I mean, wow. They, the Padres, I think the Pirates, I think the Pirates stole from the Padres here. The Padres trade for Joe Musgrove, but to get Joe Musgrove, they were in a three-team trade. So the Padres get Joe Musgrove, the Mets get Joey Lucchese from the Padres, Musgrove from the Pirates. It was what the Padres got. The Pirates get outfitter Hudson Head, right-handed pitcher David Bennar, left-handed pitcher Omar Cruz, right-handed pitcher Drake Fellows, all from the Padres, and catcher and outfitter Andy Rodriguez from the Mets. The Pirates stole so many prospects. I mean, so many. I you you don't get four prospects back for Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove, I, I'm I know he can be good. I know he's got talent there, 
But, I mean, for the past couple of years, I was just thinking, like, two prospects, in my opinion, really. I was thinking four. Four prospects, the, Pi- the Padres trade to the Pirates just to get Joe Musgrove. And the Mets turn over and say, we'll trade Andy Rodriguez for Joey Lucchese. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Four prospects. I mean, Lucchese and Musgrove are almost the same pitchers, except one's left-handed, one's right-handed. Four prospects. I'm still boggled over that. Why four prospects? I don't know why four prospects. That just seems too much, too much for them to even think about. I. That's just... I, in my opinion, maybe just of two prospects, but four, I, 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 I had never heard anything like that for a mediocre pitcher like Musgrove to be traded for four prospects. So hopefully the Pirates get the win in this trade. But again, the Padres add to that elite rotation with a mediocre kind of guy and starting pitcher Joe Musgrove. So that was one of the highlights from the week's. The other one, the Mets fire their GM, Jared Porter. Uh, Steve Cohen said it'd probably be a wake-up call for him, and I can see why. He kind of made a post that was not real good at all, but and that's it. They just fired his the general manager, Porter, um, hopefully going to get another man, general manager sometime. And on to our next highlight of the week. Remember Kirby Yates? Do you remember Kirby Yates, 2019 All-Star? He was fantastic. He was stole, Josh Hader stole the Relief Man of the Year award from him. I'm just saying that now. But Kirby Yates uh, used to be fantastic closer for the Padres. Well, guess what? I don't know where Ken Giles is. I think he's still a free agent, but guess what now? Kirby Yates signs with the Blue Jays on a one-year deal worth $5 million. $5 million. That's a pretty good deal for the Blue Jays. One year, $5 million. One year, $5 million. I mean, that is cheap for a guy who could be a a very good elite closer. Now, I know Kirby Yates has been having some struggles. He came back. He's coming back from surgery. But still, $5 million? I mean... The Yankees signed Corey Kluber to 11. I mean, come on. But it still adds to a good bullpen that the Blue Jays will hopefully have. The next news is that I know I was questionable about this last week, but the Yankees, yes, the Yankees do re-sign DJ LeMahieu. It wasn't for six years, though. They re-signed him for a four-year deal worth $20 million per year, at least to my sources. That's where I got it. I, it might be different. If it is, it it is. I'm I'm wrong then, but that's where I just got it from on MLB.com. That's where that's just where I heard it from. So Lemayhu back with the Yankees. It's great if you're a Yankees fan. It sucks if you're a fan of the other 29 teams. But anyway, that's DJ Lemayhu going back to the Yankees. He has been a bat, really good bat. Uh, finished second in the MVP voting last year for the AL. He has been. A very he he's a silver slugger. He's a very good he's very good defensively, and he can just play anywhere in the infield. He could probably play shortstop if he could. That's the only position he hasn't played. So DJ LeMahieu going back to the Yankees. The Yankees again are probably just going to return to their core, but with new players with Corey Kluber. I mean, I just yeah. So LeMahieu back to the Yankees again. 
it's a pretty good sign for the Yankees just getting their core back in there. I mean, now they got second guy at second base, so they don't have to worry about that now. Uh, so, yeah. The way he was not changing to any uniforms, he's still stinking, sticking to that New York pinstripe. So, good for him. <laughs> Next on the news, though, Jose Quintana, uh, former White Sox pitcher, uh, pitched with the Cubs a couple of years. Um, he was pretty, like, he was, like, it in 2016 with the White Sox, he was like the big trade bait, man. I mean, he was like the big trade that you were looking for to get. Like he, yeah, he was he was pretty good back in 2016, 2017. The Cubs get him, and I don't know what happened. Either he went to the north side of the Chicago and he froze or what because he just, he lost it. Like he, he lost it. it. He didn't look like the same pitcher at all. I don't know if it was nerves. It was just being in a new stadium. I don't know, but... He, he just lost it. He really didn't lose it. And so Quintana, now he's he was released from the Cubs, and now he used to be a Cy Young contender. Now he's not. So, so now he signed a one-year deal worth $8 million with the Los Angeles Angels. The Angels signed a one-year deal. Again, I don't know. I think that must be the trend because Yates signed a – a one-year deal. Lester signed a one-year deal. Kluber signed a one-year deal. I don't. Another pitcher might sign a one-year deal, and actually they do. I don't know if that's a trend or what, but the pitcher signing one-year deals is just. I don't know. I think Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer actually started something with pitchers signing one-year deals. Um. So yeah. So Quintana one-year deal, eight million dollars for the Angels. I guess that's an upgrade from their starting rotation. I mean, the only guys they really got good in that rotation is Dylan Bundy and Andrew Heaney. I don't even know if Andrew Heaney is really that good. Griffin Canning is showing some spark, some flares of pretty good, showing some flares of being a pretty good star maybe in the future. But I guess that's an upgrade. Maybe Quintana will be different. I mean – they did sign Julio Tehran. That did not work out at all last year. So hopefully it's different for Quintana um, coming and being in the Angels organization. So now the Angels are still – they know they have the offense now. They don't need to get anybody else to, to for the offense. They know they need to get the pitching. So now they're working on their, relief, on their bullpen and on their starting rotation. All right, and now for the big headline. The big, big headline. I mean, like, yeah. Let's, so one of the top three agents, one of the top three of the free agents, George Springer, signs a six-year, $150 million deal with the Toronto Blue Jays. Six years. $150 million. Wow. I was like expecting him to sign maybe three years. He signed six, man. I mean, six. That is a big contract. And I kind of look back on this and I'm like, why are some of these stars signing huge long term contracts with a lot of teams? 
like Mookie Betts, re-signed with the Dodgers for 10 years, man. 10 years. Garrett Cole, signing with the Yankees for 9 years. I mean, that just doesn't make sense. Why are these stars signing big contracts? I Maybe it's because they want to be there for a while. They want to be remembered there. I mean, yeah, but they're going to be remembered in baseball anyway. Like, Betts is probably ne- next best to Mike Trout, so he's going to be remembered anyway. And Springer, uh, he's going to be remembered for being on the Astros, yes, but he's also just going to be remembered for a person he was and the hitter he was and the defender he was. I mean, but, and, yeah, I just it's, it's interesting that these veteran, that these veteran low guys, like the guys who aren't really known much, and like free agency and all that stuff, sign small contracts while these bigger guys, these highly known guys, sign very long term contracts. It's very interesting. But, anyways, Blue Jays, wow. I mean, like, wow. The White Sox last year, last week, went from a wild card contending team to a division contending team. Now the Blue Jays are going from a wild card contending team to a division contending team. I mean, wow, what is happening? Canada is now finally getting on fire with the Blue Jays. It's not cold up there anymore. They are on fire with the Blue Jays. I mean, wow. Huge signings, man. Kirby Yates, George Springer, and almost Michael Brantley. And we'll talk about that here. But George Springer, man, it's they're going to need that depth in the outfield. It's good that they got the center fielder, but man. If I'm the Yankees, I'd be scared right now. I mean, the Yankees have always been up there in the AL East. I'd be scared of the Blue Jays right now. (laughs) Because all the Blue Jays need to do is sign a big starting pitcher, and they are contending with the Yankees. They are contending with the Yankees if they just sign a big starting pitcher. So now talking about the Michael Brantley possibly going to the Blue Jays, that was completely false. I thought he was going to the Blue Jays. Like, I looked at MLB.com, and it said Michael Brantley's going to the Blue Jays. Ken Rosenthal, Jeff Passan, and some other writer, I forget his name now, both all said that Michael Brantley has a deal with the Blue Jays. They were all wrong. How is Ken Rosenthal, Jeff Passan, and another guy wrong who are really good, like, really good reporters you you can't you if you look at any news from baseball you kind of look at those guys first especially Ken Rosenthal because he's he's a very good reporter he's probably going to make it to the hall of fame some someday i mean how are all those guys wrong and now michael brantley doesn't sign with the blue jays turns around signs a two year 32 million dollar deal with the astros I mean, that makes no sense, man. Makes no sense. Like, especially for guys like Ken Rosenthal or Jeff Passan. Because usually, they are always reliable. They weren't reliable this time. It is very, very weird and very questionable why it was like that. So, anyway, Brantley signs two-year deal. $32 million of the Houston Astros. He's been an all-star in recent years. Good for the Astros to get him back. I don't think the Blue Jays needed him. Anyway, they already got Lourdes Goriel Jr., George Springer, uh, Randall Gritchick. They got their outfield set. I don't know why they wanted to sign Brantley or if Brantley wanted to sign with them at all. I don't know. But signs with the Astros, so another questionable thing that's kind of big, but 
it makes the Blue Jays in the headlines still. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty good, I guess. And then next, wait, some minor some minor deals here. Wade Davis signs a minors deal with the Kansas City Royals. I don't know how many years it is. I don't know how many dollars it is. How much how much is worth? But he signs a minors deal with the Kansas City Royals. The Royals getting him back, and I and that's kind of what they did with Greg Holland after he left. He came back. Greg Holland got so much better. He redeemed his career, um, but hopefully Wade Davis can do the same because Wade Davis used to be this top closer man. I mean, he used to be like if you he came in for the Cubs. Like I'm a Reds fan, so if I'm facing the Cubs and I'm down maybe by two or two runs or one run, and he came in the ninth inning in 2017, it was lights out. I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna listen to the game anymore because if Wade Davis is coming in, it's lights out, man. It is lights out. Cause he was, he was, te- he was lights out. He would get everybody out. He wouldn't allow anything to go through him. He was lights out, man. He was, he was really good. He went to the Rockies, and Coorsfield just had a huge effect on him. He dropped right off the table, and he just wasn't the same. So hopefully, the Royals can change him back and get him good again. Another minor deal as well. J.A. Happ, uh, former Yankee, former bullpen, former starter guy for the Yankees, used to be pitched with the Blue Jays as well, signs a one-year deal worth $8 million with the Minnesota Twins. I think the Twins, I mean, they did lose Homer Bailey, Jake Odorizzi. Odorizzi might re-sign with them, I'm not sure, and uh, Rich Hill. So I guess that's pretty good getting J.A. Happ. But I'm now looking at Hap as more of a bullpen guy than a starter because he has not been good in starting rotation at all. So I'm not sure what the Twins are going to do with him. He might be a starter or he might be a reliever. I'm not sure, but one-year deal worth $8 million with the Minnesota Twins. Jason Castro, remember him? Catcher, used to be play for the Angels, used to play, play for the Astros. You might not remember him, so look him up, please, if if you don't remember him at all. Anyway, Jason Castro, the catcher, signs a two-year deal with $7 million, and he goes back to the Houston Astros. So he was drafted 10th overall in 2010. It didn't make his major league debut until 2012. He was drafted 10th overall by the Houston Astros. He, w- he spent most of his career with the Astros, and it seems like he's going to go back to the Astros and kind of platoon with Martin Maldonado in that catching spot. So that will be good to get him get him back to the city of Houston, who where he he where he technically just played most of his major league career in. So yeah, two year deals, seven million with the Astros. Jason Castro, the catcher. So just today, actually, this just happened. Jerickson Profar signed a three-year deal worth $21 million of the San Diego Padres. He's kind of like a utility player. He can play the infield, but he can play the outfield as well. So he's a utility player. He's more like a bench pat, you know. So he signs back with the Padres. He used to be this, like, highly, highly talented prospect. And it just didn't happen. He was – I mean, he was highly talented. Like, he could be this good. 
like he'd be really good in the future. But the Rangers, it never happened with him. The Rangers, he went to the Athletics, and the Athletics released him, and then he went to the Padres last season. He kind of redeemed his career there, but he he's still more of a utility bench bat kind of guy that you have in the back of your roster. So he goes back to the Padres on a three-year deal worth $21 million. So hopefully he can keep his career alive while he's with the Padres. And last news of today, I guess, um, two Hall of Famers just passed away recently. So rest in peace to Don Sutton and Hank Aaron. Don Sutton passed away Wednesday at the age of 75. He was more of the most underrated pitchers in all of history. He had 300 wins. He had 3,000 strikeouts. He pitched for mainly the Dodgers. He was one of the better pitchers of his time. Not much people remember him at all. So rest in peace to Don Sutton, who 75 day, died from cancer. Hank Aaron dies at 86, the second all-time home run king, second all-time home run leader behind the home run king, Barry Bonds. He dies at 86. He's also third on the list for most hits behind Ty Cobb and Pete Rose. He dies at 86. And I kind of look back to, uh, it's kind of cool that where he hit his tying home runs, number 714, the tying home run to tie Babe Ruth's record, he hit it at Riverfront Stadium in Cincinnati. I still think that's really cool. I still think Cincinnati should do something to like remember that now, especially since he just passed away. I don't know like what the cause of death was. His age was 86. So rest in peace to Hank Aaron, Don Sutton. Another, again, Hall of Famers that passed away. We've had Al Kaline, Joe Morgan, Lou Brock, Bob Gibson, and a couple and more guys too. And it's kind of sad, but it that didn't mean that just happens as a way of life. So I mean they were it, it was gonna happen sometime. But rest in peace to those guys. And just all the news to all the news today, and that's it. So the main headline was the Blue Jays signing big signings like Kirby Yates and George Springer what I like the White Sox they went from a wild card contending team they're now a division contending team so that's it for today thank you for listening to 52 weeks of MLB baseball my name is Ian Young now please tune in for the next week we'll be covering week four whatever happens then well we'll see thank you for listening this has been 52 weeks of MLB baseball see you next week